Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you all today. It's a day that the Lord has made, and it is good to praise and worship Him. Man, what a blessing it is just to play free. Thank you, God, for this awesome church. Thank you, God, for this awesome church, meaning you, people. What a blessing. What a blessing. It is good. Uh, uh, you know, it's always good to look forward to Sunday, but today, today's a, a special day. It carries a little bit of significance. Maybe you don't know what today is, but it's all right. Because today is a really good day. It's a day that I look forward to often. A day that, you know, it takes a whole month to come around again most of the time. It's Potluck Sunday. It's good. It's a blessing. And uh, if you don't know what Potluck Sunday is, just stick around after church and fill your belly. Get prepared to get your belly full, and it's going to be good. I did see cake back there, okay? So it's it's good. Yay. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Me, that's what I'm saying. Yay for cake. It is good. So stick around. Uh, uh, even if you didn't bring anything, it is okay because I promise you there's plenty of food back there, and... Uh, this church brings the greatest food in all of America, so just be prepared, okay? Just be prepared to eat good. <laughs> so, uh, man, uh, if you are new with us, though, thank you for being here. Uh, if you're here, thank you for being here. It's good. It's good. And, uh, you know, I say it every Sunday, but Beecher Island... Church is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And so in that, if you have your Bible, open it up to John 18. John 18, and I have to share something with you this morning. Maybe it was a little big on me, but it was okay. Christy and I, uh, this last week, we're talking about... She doesn't know what I'm We were talking about Beecher Island, and what a blessing it is. This, this church has really been a blessing to us. But we were talking about that blessing and just how the church is and what it's doing and, and everything else. And, and we, we talked about, well, man, I wonder what it's going to be like in 20 years. I wonder what Beecher Island is going to be like, like in 20 years. And she said, well, are you still going to be preaching, John? <laughs> I didn't find it that funny, just so you all know. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, you know, last week we talked about the religious trials. And, and we talked about Jesus going through these religious trials. And, and, and that, that just in a few short hours, He had gone to three trials. He got to Annas, Caiaphas, and to the trial of Sanhedrin. And these three trials were just, we just ran through, right? He was just, just pushed through them. And, and we talked about that. And, and, and at this point that we're going to start today, the religious trials come to an end, and the civil trial begins. The civil trial begins, and so, uh, um, quite a journey that Jesus is on, and we get to see that this morning. Before we go there, let's pray. Father God, I thank You so much for today. I thank You for Your Word. I thank You that we can just read it and have it and so readily available to be in. Lord, I pray that it's never just words, but it's, but it's Your living Word and it's serious. And we take it serious. And we take it to heart. And we change our lives when it's Your will. When it's of Your Word. 
that we'd be willing to do that. Jesus, thank You for going through these trials. Thank You for, for doing what You had to do for us. Thank You, thank You. And it's in Your name I pray. Amen. Before we get into these trials, though, I've said it every week, I'll every week that I've been in John, and it's so important, and I, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but, I, but it's so important that we read it in the context in which John wrote it. And that context is, is John verse tw or chapter 20, verse 31. And it's so important because this is exactly why Jesus went to the cross. It's exactly why Jesus went to the trials. It's why He took a beating for us. John 20, verse 31. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And listen, and believing, and believing, you will have life in His name. I love that verse. That's why John wrote it. So let's read John chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 28. We're going to get into chapter 19 a little bit. So, you know, we're, we're, we're progressing forward. So no, not in 20 years I'll be preaching John. Alright? <laughs> verse, verse 28. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to pray at Torium. And it was early morning, but they themselves did not go into the praetorium, lest they should be defiled but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate when he then went out to them and said, What accusations do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him to, up to you. Then Pilate said to them, You take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spoke, signifying by what death he would die. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself on this? Or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. And for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. But you have, a, you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all cried again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They put him on. They put on him a purple robe. Then they said, "Hail, King of the Jews!" And they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went out again and said to them, "Behold, I am bringing him out to you 
that you may know that I find no fault in you. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Therefore, when the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die, because he, him, he made himself the Son of God. Therefore then Pilate heard that saying. When Pilate heard that saying, he was the more afraid. We're in right there for today, but there's so much going on. So much wrong that is happening right now. But, but the wrongs that are happening had to happen for Jesus to go to the cross. We know that the Jews could not put him to death. They couldn't put him to death the way that he needed to die. They, they had to convince the Romans to do it. You see, all the Jews had authority. All the Jews had authority to do was stone him. That's all they could do, and, and, and that is not the way it was to go. Now we know they didn't want the blood of Jesus on their hands either. We, we, they didn't want to be accused of his death, especially uh, uh, this man. It would cause an uproar. And they didn't want the people in an uproar. And so they knew that if the Romans would put him to death, especially if they put him to death by crucifixion, there would not be an uproar. We talked last week about the civil trying, trial beginning, and we talked about the, the Jews wouldn't go into the house of, of the Roman governor because they didn't want to defile themselves. They were okay with murder, but they weren't okay with missing the Passover. They weren't okay with stepping close to a Jew and defiling themselves. So in that, they bring Jesus to Pilate. And they call Him outside. Pilate gave in to this religious wrong of the Jews by going out to them. He went outside of his house and went to them. And the trial began. And he says, state the charges that you have against this man. State the charges that you have. And the, and the Jews fired off extremely bold and we can probably even say rude in that. They said in effect that they'd already tried the case. It was done. They had tried the case and they had found him guilty and all that they wanted from Pilate was for him to just give him a sentence. We're just going to make it easy for you. We've already, we've already found him guilty. What a picture that I can draw in my mind of what's happening. As they're standing out in front of the governor's house. And this trial is underway. And as Pilate is listening to them, shouted him what they demanded, he tried to evade responsibility. And he tried to, try to put it back on the Jews. If you've already tried him and found him guilty, well then, then you just go take care of him. You, you take care of him underneath your law. And their answer was significant. They pretty much said that we're an independent nation. Well, said that we are not an independent nation, I better say. All the power has been taken from us. You have taken it from us, so we can't do anything about it. 
So we have to bring them to you so that you can, because we can't help people to death. That's been stripped from us in your power. They were pretty good at convincing. Convincing Pilate what he needed to do. But you know also their answer was evidence of their bondage. Of their bondage and subjection to the Gentile power. And as I said earlier, they, they wanted to shift all the blame of Christ's death off of them and onto the shoulders of the Romans. Then John adds verse 32. In all of this dialogue, he adds verse 32. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spoke, signifying by what death he would die. Step back and wrap your mind around this. The detail that John puts right here. The, the, the detail of God's hand in guaranteeing Scripture to be fulfilled. That's what's happening. Our God is a detail orchestrator in everything He does. He is a detail orchestrator. And John puts this right here as verse 32 for a reason. He puts it right here. The Jews were doing exactly what they needed to do. Church, listen. Listen, the saying that Christ had said in Scripture was going to be fulfilled. Concerning His death. He said in Matthew 20, verse 19, that He would be delivered to the Gentiles to be killed. He said also in Matthew 20 that He would die of crucifixion. In John 3, 14, He also said that He will be lifted up. And so if the Jews would have judged Him by their law, Scripture would not have been fulfilled. He would have been stoned. So it was necessary that Christ be put to death by the Romans. And I want you to think about this for a minute. I want you to think about this because as the Roman power had brought him to Bethlehem to be born, they also, by their power, lifted him up on a cross and crucified him for Scripture to be fulfilled. Not just his birth, not just his death, but both. Because of the Roman power. Our God is a detail of the Spirit. Even in the wrongs of the Jews, in the wrongs of the Roman power, God knew it had to happen. Now Pilate takes Jesus from the Jews and he takes him into the praetorium, into his house. And he has a, he has a personal interview with him. He sits him down and, and he's point blank. Right? And he says, are you the king of the Jews? He says, are you the king of the Jews? And the answer that Jesus gives, I, I, I picture this as Jesus being calm, cool, and collected Maybe just a little sarcastic. I don't know. You, you can read it the way you want to. But, but he says, as governor, as governor, have you ever heard that I have tried to overthrow your power? As, as governor, have I ever tried to overtake the Roman power? 
Have you ever heard that, that I proclaim myself as king to try to overrule Caesar's empire? Have I, have I ever done anything that proves what they're saying? Or are you just listening to what they're saying? Do you have any personal experience in, in what's happening? Jesus spoke truth to Pilate. And Pilate's response was, am I a Jew? I mean, what kind of response is that, right? Am I a Jew? But, they, but, but, the, but the reason is, is because you know what? He's saying, I am too important for this. Why am I handling your little Jewish problems? But also, but also it showed his conviction that he knew that Jesus had done no wrong. He only knew what the Jews had said. But Pilate asked him again. Pilate asked him again, what have you done? What have you done? And then we get to verse 36 and it says, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now my kingdom is not from here. Jesus confessed to Pilate that he was a king. But not the, not the kind of king that the Jews accused him of being. And not the kind of king that would threaten Rome. Christ's kingdom is not advanced by human weapons. And that's what he's saying. He's, Christ was saying, otherwise my disciples would come and fight and I would not be standing here. If, if my kingdom was of this world, you wouldn't be talking to me. Jesus tells Pilate, my, my kingdom is not from here. My kingdom is not from here. It's not of this world that doesn't receive its power or authority from the world. And then Pilate responds, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Jesus became even more direct. Came even more direct and he said, What you say is right. I am a king. I am a king, just as you say, but it was not in the same sense that Pilate meant. You see, though, Christ took upon himself the form of a servant. Yet even then, he justly claimed the honor and the authority of a king. As he came to bear witness of the truth, he, he rules in the minds of men in the power of truth. By the power of truth. He came to be a witness, a witness for the God of all creation. And against sin that ruins the world. And by this, by this word of his testimony, he set up and he keeps up his kingdom. His kingdom. Christ's mission in this world and his business in the world was to bear witness to the truth. To reveal it. To, to allow the world to discover that which otherwise could not have been known of our God. Of Christ himself. Of the Holy Spirit. Man. Of sin, of salvation. He came to, to bear it all, to, to, to let it be revealed. 
Church, he came to prove it. By his miracles, he bore witness of the truth. Of his relationship with you. And that all men through him might believe. And whosoever might believe. Nobody doing this as a king, he said it's king. His king. When he said, I am truth, he said, in effect, I am king. I am king. He conquers by the convincing evidence of truth. He, he rules by the commanding power of truth. He came into this world as a light of the world. He shines like the sun by day. Church, the people of this kingdom are those who believe. The people of this kingdom are the people who believe His truth and hear His truth. And they're in love with the truth and hear His voice. And those who believe will be part of His kingdom. <clears throat> it's not that simple. Those who believe will be part of His kingdom by believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And there's no greater truth that can ever be heard. And it's only by Christ and His grace and His truth let it be. That's His kingdom. And that's the kingdom that I want to be part of. Amen? That's the kingdom that I want to be part of. His kingdom. His kingdom. Then after all that, Pilate asked a good question. A question that the world asks. And may even do the same thing that Pilate did and just walk away after he asked it. What is true? What is true? When he asked this question, was he puzzled? Was he sarcastic? Was he interested? The truth is, all we know is that the truth in person was standing right in front of him and he didn't recognize it. He didn't recognize he was standing right in front of him. And in this world, it's the same way. And they ask the same question, right? But do they have the patience enough to persevere in their search for truth? Maybe they're not humble enough in their sincerity to receive it when they found it. Look at the rejection that we're seeing as we read through this trial. All the rejection that Jesus is going through. You know, the world puts him on trial every day. Maybe we put him on trial every day. The world rejects him. My prayer is that we don't reject him. My prayer is that we don't deny him. That we allow the light of Jesus to shine through us no matter who we're around. No matter if we're around other believers. 
no matter if we're walking in the world with non-believers, I pray that we allow His light to shine through us so that they can see truth. Truth, Jesus Christ. The truth is, the truth is that He is the truth, the way, and the life. And the truth is that there is only one way to Him and that way to the Father and that is through Jesus. And that's exactly why He's going through all these trials. That's why He's going to go through the beatings, the crucifixion. For you. So that you can have life in His name. But it's whosoever will call on Him. It's whosoever will believe in Him will have life in His name. You see, Pilate went out again. And he said to them, I, found, I find no fault in this man at all. He said, I find no fault in him at all. My question to you this morning is, do you find fault in this man? This man called Jesus. Do you find fault in him? Do you believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe that he walked this earth? He walked this earth to prove that he loves you. He loves you immensely. He walked this earth to go through these trials. He knew they were coming. He walked this earth to go through the trials, the beating, the, the, the flogging, the, the being spit on, the being smacked with their hands, the, the carrying His cross when He couldn't bear the weight of it, and then nailed to it and lifted up. For you. For you. And He was crucified on that cross. But... You know what the greatest news is? That when they took Him down off that cross and they put Him in the grave, the greatest news is He didn't stay there. He didn't stay there. And that is what we need to let the world know. That's truth right there. He is the truth. He didn't stay in the grave. He was crucified. He didn't stay there. He rose from the grave to walk to prove that He is the, the Christ, the Son of God. And I'm asking you, church, do you believe that He's the Christ, the Son of God, and find no fault in Him? Invite the praise team up. And I'm going to ask you one more time, do you find fault in this man? Maybe you've gone through something in your life that you blame on God. Maybe you've gone through something in your life that was not fun at all and it was, it was tremendous. Maybe it was severe trauma. Blame it on God. Do you fault Him for it? If you do, I want you to seek Him with all your heart because there's no fault in Christ. None. He 
He's got big old shoulders and He can take the weight of the world. And whatever's on your heart, whatever fault that maybe you, you fault Him for right now, I want you to put it on His shoulders. And I want you to let Him carry it. He doesn't wrong you. No, He went to the cross for you. He went to the cross for you and died and rose from the grave for you. He didn't wrong you. He was wrong. And I just want to tell you that if you have faulted Him and you have not come to Him, you've not let Him be your Savior, your friend, today is the day to do that. Today is the day to confess with your mouth that Jesus, is Lord, that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised Him from the dead and listen. It says if you do that, you will be saved. You will be saved. It, it, that's it. And you'll walk in Him. And you'll have life in His name. You will be saved. And I want to encourage you today to allow Him to be the Lord of your life. If you've already done that, but you have fault in Him, you find fault in Him because of something in your life since you've come to Him, I want you to lay it down today, okay? And if you need prayers on that, I want to pray with you. There's no fault in Jesus. He is the Christ, the Son of God. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You so much for Your love. I thank You that we find no fault in You. That, that they wronged You, Jesus. You don't wrong us. But You went through it. You stepped forward to it and You went through it. You knew what that cup was going to be and You took it. And, and, and You were beat for us. You, you were flogged. You, you were spit on. You were ridiculed. You were crucified. You were laid in the grave. You rose from the grave for us. We're not worthy of that. But yet you still did it. You did it. And all you say is, I did it all for you. Believe in me. Believe in me so that you can have life. So that you can have heaven with me for eternity. And we praise you for that, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that it's in your name that we have life. And we thank you for going through these trials, even though it wasn't fair, even though it wasn't right, you still went through these trials for us. And I thank you. I thank you for that, Jesus. And I pray that if there's anybody here this morning that finds fault in you, that they lay it down, that they, they seek their heart in you, they don't put up walls. They don't have grudges towards You, Jesus. They love. They love You. Pray that for them this morning, Jesus. In Your name I pray. Amen. Stand and sing with us. If you need prayers, please come and pray with me. Go to the back if you want to pray with elders. Stand and sing.